0: The beer has gone from last time. We start a new one. <laughs> well, we can't share a beer mid with Gavin. How do we do a virtual beer mid? A Virtual beer mid? Yeah. An e Possible. Yeah, we, that's need, we need we uh, need we need dummies. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need dummies. every time he's done with one of his cans, and we can oh we can he add can it. add it to hand it to us and we can add it up. Oh yeah, that's a good
1: idea. I'll I'll mail them
2: where
3: are you at are you um i know you're in missouri right
1: yep uh so, northeast or east central depending on who you ask
3: depending on who you ask so you're somewhere on the northeast yeah. east central line
1: yeah um martinsburg's the hometown little bitty little farm community
0: oh, okay how about yeah. how about central east Central East Missouri, that works. That works too, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: just trying to get my bearings. Oh,
2: Randy. There you go. Northeast. Uh,
1: so the the three big towns across Missouri are Kansas City on the west side, St. Louis on the east side, and Columbia smack dab in the middle. If you draw a line between Columbia and St. Louis, I'm kind of right there in that little pocket where everyone's – it's east central or northeast, depending on who you ask. No one says the same thing, but – right there in that little triangle N-
3: nobody says southeast do what nobody says oh, no, southeast
1: we're... missouri no yeah that's a whole different state from us they're <laughs> oh, all wow. a different animal
0: <laughs> Huh? so how Down far are you from wheel. from uh uh columbia
1: uh columbia so that's where i go to or was going to school at and it's about 50 well it's an hour by google map or yeah google maps but uh you can make it there in 50 minutes if you
2: Okay. Put your pedal
1: so
0: to the floor. So you're a about quicker. an hour between the two major cities then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. About about an hour and a half from St. Louis and an hour from Columbia. So, okay. That's kind of handy. Not completely in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Are you a football fan? Somewhat. I don't, I'm not really sports uh, uh, inclined. I'm not the most athletic kid out there. So, growing up, it was all farming for me. But I watched some sports, played sports through high school.
3: So, who do the people there root for when it comes to football? Because you don't have the Rams anymore. So, do they still go for the Rams or are they mad about the deal?
1: Uh, there's quite a few Packers fans. Oh, man. And, uh, but not as many as there is Chiefs in Kansas City. Oh, I would yeah. say we're predominantly Chiefs country. That
4: would make sense. Have
3: you always been that way or is it a bandwagon thing? Be honest. <laughs>
1: Me? Bandwagon. The, the area. You know, I cheered. Yeah. The area has always been pretty – even when the Rams were in St. Louis, there was a lot of Chiefs fans.
3: Okay. Then it's okay. Yeah. You you let them know I said it's okay then.
4: You're the (laughs) only buddy here who cares anything about football, Zach.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, fine.
3: Fine. I'm guessing you're all Cardinals fans.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hardcore Cardinals fans in this area. Because it's an hour and a half to the stadium. That's where everyone goes. Right. Right.
3: And they are they they do good. I mean, the Cardinals have been yeah. good forever.
1: Yeah, I remember when they were uh, playing in the World Series a couple different times in my lifetime. So that's yep. always a big party when they go to that. You're going right. to kill me. I checked my fridge. I'm out a beer. So I'll be drinking water with you guys tonight. <laughs> you disgust
3: me, Gavin. You want to just wait? We can do this a different time. It's okay.
1: I'm I'm drinking water, coffee. You're so. going yeah. You guys are gonna log off the Zoom meeting. <laughs> and meeting can't deal with this. <laughs>
0: this is off the husk, Gavin. How 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 far is Brian Brown from you?
1: <laughs> you kind of go north, south, west, east of me a little bit, and. Uh, no, I don't
2: really know.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, can Brian drive to your place with beer by the time this podcast is over?
1: No. It could be. What town's he from?
3: <laughs> South South Central Eastern Ohio.
1: Okay, yeah. he's uh, That's a couple miles from me.
3: He can go fast, though, and I guarantee he's already got beer, so he doesn't <laughs> have to stop.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so are we... Are we uh, yeah, we can go anytime. Oh, so we're just gonna roll, roll like this for a little bit. His yep. his levels are set yeah. and good.
4: I there's no levels, I'm just recording off of Zoom. We're not using anything.
3: Oh, 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 okay. so the mixer's out even?
4: Yeah, it oh. well, just our mics are just running through that. I can't do any, like, there's no other way. Gotcha. To go about oh, okay. it. that's
0: why I was off here. I, I kept waiting for mic Unless check. I would have, yeah.
4: unless I would have two other, or I would have to, no, there's no way to. Gavin,
0: what did you have for breakfast this morning? I was just going to go there.
4: No. I had a
1: bowl of Frosted Flakes.
3: Nice. Um, did you have yeah. uh, like skim 2% or whole? It was 2%. Nice. It's do you think anybody actually pack. buys
0: 1%? We do. If they, if they have, I've never met them. We, I we, don't know. We, We're a 2% I, family. I, I do. I'm pointing at myself, by the way.
3: Oh, yeah, because he can't see us. We can see him. <laughs>
2: yes. Randy, Randy claims scene.
3: that they buy 1%
0: milk. We do. Explain. I don't really know where that came from. Um, just started a long time ago.
3: Have you ever had whole milk?
0: I grew up on a dairy farm. I've had plenty of whole Yeah, milk. so why in I've God's never, name? I've never bought whole milk. I would say once we went to buying milk, it was 2%. And I think when Tina came in, she was skim. And we settled with one percent, and we've probably been on one percent. I guess we bought whole milk for the kids, but I didn't drink it.
3: Why wouldn't you drink that if it was in the fridge?
0: I don't know. I
3: just, I, I'm con, I'm confused. Becky, yeah. your trying thoughts? To, yeah, to watch I won't my figure. drink
4: anything besides whole milk. You about. are clearly not trying to watch your figure, <laughs> <Masty>. Randy. <laughs>
3: so, oh yeah. Uh, so Randy drinks one percent milk. Yes. Purchases it on purpose.
0: We, uh, yeah. I usually don't. Tina kinda handles that part of it. Oh, that's just weird. There's well, two percent and so it's hole, like a, right
3: next to it.
1: I don't know. It's just I, what we got. I've on. always kind of wondered that. Is it so is it like your take mix and roundup and you get one percent dilution and I get two we percent so you have to drink twice as
0: much? Or how does this uh, work? We went through this with Greg.
4: Yeah, it's the fat we did. Wish
0: I could remember exactly, but he had the actual it was the it was like the fat.
4: It's a ratio That's or right. something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. So, oh, so you've okay. got 1%, 2%, you're literally talking about a, a 1% difference. You're not, it's not like it's a whole different, you know, it's that minute of a difference.
3: But it's clear when you huh. drink it. The skim milk is clear. 1%. No, I mean, it's clear that there is a
4: difference. Well, yeah. There's oh, a it's, major it's difference yeah, yeah, between, yeah. 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 Which so, is why I'll never
0: buy 1%. But if you get used to 1%, and then if you drink whole percent or whole milk, whole, whole percent, <laughs> whole, percent. <laughs> whole, whole percent, then, it's, then it's, you're not used to it. I grew up where you scrape, scrape the cream off. The, the top dairy of the farmers jug. are right. going to be
4: yelling at us again because this is not right. Because a, a whole whole percent is not, it's not even 100% fat, I don't think.
0: No, context. it's not. It's, it's none of the fat is removed. I think is how Greg had put that.
4: That sounds right. And then for so
0: he he talked because milk is only three percent. If I if I got this right, milk is only like three percent fat. So whole milk would be like three percent. So then you have two percent, one percent, skim.
3: They're definitely yelling at their radios, right? It it sounded good as I said it. It did. It did. We
0: need a we need a TikTok
1: explaining this from the New York farm girls. Oh yeah, explain this for the whole country. Like in about 30 seconds.
0: Do you have TikTok?
1: Oh, I love TikTok.
0: Can you I don't, does anyone, uh, yeah. can you, any of us?
4: How old are you, Gavin? Uh,
0: Becky's got
4: <laughs> I'm I have too. the Millennial Farmer TikTok account, which is not really used, but
3: can you TikTok Claudia right now and we'll get okay. a
4: response? One cup of whole milk has eight point two grams or one and a half teaspoons of fat.
0: Can you put that in a percentage?
4: Um I suppose you could do the math. Up to about Let's do that. In one cup of 2% milk, you get about 5.2 grams or less than a teaspoon of fat, which is around 30 calories.
3: You guys, you know what we should do? We should start a podcast. <laughs> we should have a popcorn farmer on, and then we should argue about <laughs> butterfat percentages
0: <laughs> About fat milk. percentages in milk. All right, Gavin. So how do, they put, how do they get the extra butter? Do you add that as it's growing?
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah, a foliar pass at about V6. Uh, yes. <laughs> two quarts of
0: butter per acre <laughs> so i've also seen that on i've also seen guys adding uh sugar when they spray um yeah to uh you know to their regular tank mixes so do you just add extra sugar is that how we get kettle corn
1: <laughs> so i have not tried the sugar i have not tried that as a foliar pass but i'm guessing there's something to that
4: but you do the butter thing pretty regularly
1: <laughs> that's not really how it works but, oh really joke about it <laughs> well if you actually know anyone
3: if he actually knows how it works then we should just skip that part and go back to something that none of us know anything about
0: right. that that's usually how it goes yeah. <laughs> welcome to off the together. Yeah, by the no, way no, we're talking
3: right. to gavin spore right now who is i believe and i, I correct me if i'm wrong gavin but you're a first generation farmer correct correct yep and, and uh, a popcorn farmer
1: farmer and yeah
3: yeah give us the lowdown so, on on your farm what what you do and where you're at. okay
1: you bet so uh freshman year of college uh i started farming i've wanted to farm since i was three or four years old but uh was able to cash rent six acres planted soybeans on that ground and um have continued to expand from there up to uh where i'm at today but I grow some popcorn and then field corn and soybeans, um, but the popcorn is really what's paying my bills right now. Being a young first-generation farmer and corn and soybean prices where they are at, uh, I can get more margin with popcorn, sell direct to my customer base, go through grocery stores, and uh, I've been able to diversify that way on my operation.
4: How many acres do you farm?
1: Just right at 600 this year. so right
3: at 600 up from six
1: yeah up from six uh four years ago was my first crop four years and then we do a little 600 yeah and then we do a little bit of custom spraying too last year i did about six thousand acres with a old worn out spray coop so (laughs) i stay busy on top of college full time so
0: Ah,
3: wow that's that's uh, pretty crazy yeah that's awesome good for you man
0: i would assume your area is like any other you don't just you don't just pick up land. Um, no, no, you know, it's no, not it's not easy. Tough. Is what I mean.
1: Yeah, and there, you know, there's a lot of really great established farmers already. So coming in and starting from nothing, it's it's pretty difficult. But I've got creative with that. Um, half the farms I've rented have been through Facebook or Craigslist, uh, and then a couple other ones have been word of mouth. So nice. It, you got to get creative with it if you want to be successful.
0: Well, and there there is a few older farmers or retired or even just, just landowners that, that want to sell or want to rent their land to a young first generation farmer. Hey, somebody gave me my start. I'm going to give this kid his start. Yep. Type of thing.
1: Yep. Yeah. Those guys are good as gold. Hopefully down the road, you know, if I don't have kids that want to farm, I can be that guy for the next generation.
0: Right. So are you doing this all on your own now then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first year that six acres I farmed, I was working for a fella my freshman year of college. And we exchange of labored some of his machinery. Uh so I used his planner and his combine. And uh but since then I've scrounged together some used equipment. I don't have anything brand new, but uh limping along and trying to upgrade stuff where I can.
0: Right.
4: So, so your popcorn that you grow is also kind of like a, a niche market, right? Because it you you sell it on, on the cob, is that right?
1: Oh yeah. Yep.
4: So how do you harvest uh, and that? And I think you
1: guys, <laughs> old school, by the hand, ripping an ear off at a time. Ah, so You must have, you have people lot.
0: helping you do that?
1: From time to time. Um, I picked quite a bit of it on my own last year just because of the way the weather was working out. But uh, the creative way that I picked it the first year, my younger brother was a senior in high school, and I got him out there for 10 bucks an hour. And for every one of his buddies that he got out there, I gave him an extra dollar an hour.
2: So yeah, nice. I like it. He
1: he became yeah he became foreman and he was making fifteen and him and the four of his buddies were all out there and that worked out really good. So you need manage the whole thing. So.
0: You need to space out every, I don't know, two hundred feet. Set a can of beer there.
2: <laughs> With yeah, it, and then you get to this point. The, you uh, believe it, believe you it get or get not, that's
4: actually not a good idea because the work quality generally goes yeah, down in a real hurry. If you could believe that or not. I Well, uh, in my in
3: my case, after two beers, it just goes to zero. So the quality yeah. is fine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it just falls off completely. It might as acted- long as the green star is working, yeah. it, the tractor still drives though. Yeah. What's that? As long as the green star works, you can drive back and forth. Too many beers when you're picking popcorn, you don't get anything done.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I want to back up a little and just and talk a little bit about the popcorn on the cob thing here because i got some questions with that and i want to mention the first time i met you gavin well the only time i met you was like a real quick exchange down at i am quite confident it was at farmer to farmer in omaha right yep
1: it was at omaha yep
3: okay so we're at farmer to farmer which is put on by farmers business network which sponsors this podcast so we're in omaha and there's a big crowd of people and everybody's kind of i think it was like closing up the last day everybody was kind of making their way to the door saying their final goodbyes. And here comes this guy handing out cobs of like individually wrapped cobs of popcorn. Yep. And I end up with one in my hand and I don't even know if we talk to each other or not. I'm just like, wow, this is cool. Like what is this? (laughs) And and Randy and I were talking about it as soon
0: as we left there. And I think, had you talked to Gavin? No, but I, I'd started following you pretty early on. I've had Instagram for just over a year and I know last spring you went to town you were dry you went to town you bought a trash pump and set up a makeshift oh yeah in your field and that was probably yep. so whenever that was i followed you at that point um so i didn't uh, you late july you up. oh okay, okay. <laughs> that worked out so good that irrigation
1: system i i just took a bunch of uh sprinklers for a, a lawn and i rigged them up to a two-inch trash pump from harbor freight And I had crazy amounts of pressure going through these sprinklers because you're (laughs) orificing two inches down to like a three-quarter inch hose. And I watered a lot of my popcorn like that because I didn't – I had to have the crop somehow, you know. um, I had to get those ears big. So I was watering out of ponds. All of I strategically placed all of my little fields around farm ponds so I could water them if it got dry, which it did. So that worked out really well. Nice.
3: So did you blow any of those sprinklers apart from overpressure? Because I can imagine like the nozzle pressure on that had to be insane.
1: It was ridiculous. Yeah. The first one I was scared it was going to blow. So I rigged up three or four of them in a series (laughs) and it worked out a lot better. (laughs) So, but yeah, no, that was really fun. And I had a ton of people following along with that on Instagram because, you know, who's this crazy kid watering popcorn with a, with a water pump, you know? So, yeah, that was fun. But yeah, I I remember giving you that popcorn at Omaha. And uh, I didn't think about it much until after I had left. But from your perspective, you were probably thinking, who's this weird kid giving me popcorn? And to me, I was like, that's Millennial Farmer. i got to get him one of these, you know? So <laughs> yeah, that was our first exchange. <laughs> hey, we ate it.
4: We, our kids thought it, it was yeah, yes. In the brown paper bag. It was, yeah, yep. it was fun.
3: Yeah, it was. So my my next question is, I should actually
4: order more now that I think about it. I don't. So you're you you sell direct to consumer, right? So I assume you have a website.
2: Yep,
1: um, I, a buddy of mine at college made the website uh, sporefarms dot com, and he built it all. And I all I do is wake up in the morning and whatever orders I get, I package them up and ship them out. Some of the ears I've ran out. Uh, I've I've got a lot of orders around Christmas, so this year I'm going to try to pick way more. But I've still got quite a bit available how long
0: can you how long can you keep a ear of popcorn just keep it out of moisture
1: yeah yeah just keep it in a in a dry place I put them on uh, drying racks like chicken wire drying racks and a two by four frame and uh, they I would say they last indefinitely but they'll slowly lose moisture if it's a pretty dry room that you've got them in so some of the kernels won't pop or they'll take longer to pop so, so right at harvest, they take about a minute and a half, and then by this time of the year, they're probably taking two minutes or more to pop, two and a half even.
4: So why don't you? Because if I remember correctly, when we got it, they were in a uh, what do you call it? A vacuum sealed like bag, right? Yeah. So how yeah. come? How come you don't vacuum vacuum seal? Ugh, I can't talk. Vacuum seal them immediately. Wouldn't that keep the moisture in them?
1: Ah, uh, good question. So I sell those ears individually, but I also sell them in a six pack. Ah, and uh, okay. d- depending on what gets ordered, you know, which product gets ordered the most, sure. I'd hate to vacuum seal them all just to ha- put them back in a six you pack. You should sure. sell, you should sell you a <laughs>
0: six pack with a pound of just kernels So <laughs> you could sell a six pack in a pound.
1: That's not a yeah, that's not a bad idea. That keeps someone happy a whole weekend.
0: Or could you do like
3: 24 of them in a little cardboard box so you could buy like a case of of spore popcorn?
1: A, a case of popcorn I Or you could that. do
4: or you could do the uh, the bush light thing and, and sell them in a bushel?
1: Oh, there you go. Good. Yeah <laughs> a, a, a bushel of popcorn is heavy. If you fill a semi front to back with popcorn, you'll break the thing in half. you will break that hopper bottom.
0: Do you know what what is like it?
1: Seventy pounds a bushel. Seventy. I think it's it's sixty eight or seventy. We're field corns. Fifty six. Is that right? Something yep. like oh, that. So yeah.
4: Heavier because it's got it has more moisture year. in it. I would assume that's what.
0: Yeah, and I, it's denser way. Way. and
1: yeah, yeah. that's they, they dense don't heavy. They don't
0: dent, so you know it's a dense kernel. Right.
3: Right. Like but, soybeans are sixty.
4: Yeah. yeah. Yep. So what? Uh, how did you decide you were going to sell popcorn on the cob? Like it I mean where how do you even how did you know that was a thing
3: is it and is it all sold like that
4: um not all no i sell
1: all kinds and i i've got 50 pound bags i to kettle corn companies the uh the cobs are kind of a fun even more niche product than popcorn itself and they okay so you really actually sell,
4: you actually just sell basic popcorn also
1: correct correct okay. so i've got two pound bags and you know that go through grocery stores but then the 50 pound bags go to high school concession stands, um, kettle corn companies, places sure. like that that buy in bulk.
0: Big Stone Egg Service needs a 50-pound bag. <clears throat> I think oh, they yeah. do. Randy we has have, a we, popcorn We have a popcorn machine, machine at work now. Uh, yeah. We got yeah. it last fall, and it gets uh, two to three batches, two to three cups of popcorn a day
2: i would say a popcorn
4: machine would be something good for the off the husk podcast studio but then (laughs) we would be eating popcorn and the mics would just probably not a good idea uh, afterwards before and afterwards maybe
1: there's a college bar at at mizzou that we go to every wednesday night and the lady that owns black and gold there she gives out popcorn for free to all the college kids drinking there because it makes them thirsty
2: Oh
4: so she yeah, sells yeah. more beer. She yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. gives them salty popcorn. Yeah, sure. Good marketing.
4: A- We've got bars like that around here too. And peanuts. Peanuts or popcorn, that's definitely- yep.
0: there's a there's a bar in Graceville that charges you fifty cents a boat of popcorn until you've For bought real? three, four, five pitchers of beer, then the popcorn's free.
2: Uh- so you just gotta hit that threshold.
4: <laughs> and, yeah. could you imagine keeping track of that? Like I so I suppose they keep the popcorn behind the He counter. was we
0: there. It's also it's also a bowling alley. So there's like six lanes. Yep. There That's also. Funny. So we were bowling and oh you got popcorn. You're like, yep, fifty cents. And then after well, by the time we're in the second one and about the third pitcher, beer was coming out, he's like, All right, these guys are here. Yeah. To spend money. Right. I suppose he maybe gets kids <laughs> that come in and just eat, eat the free popcorn. popcorn and Probably don't buy anything else. But. Yep. 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 Fun fact. Fun fact.
4: So are there are there markets on popcorn similar to Commodity corn, or how does that work?
3: Can you look at the Chicago Board of Trade and see what popcorn is doing today?
1: Um, I don't believe so. I think most popcorn is—I don't grow for a big company like <clears throat> Orville or, or Jiffy Pop or any of those. All of mine gets direct marketed, but I think that popcorn prices get based off of field corn somehow. Well, you know, they take a field corn price and then add a premium to it. Uh, I'm not sure how they decide. Sure. That. There used to be quite a bit of popcorn grown around us because uh, there was a p- processing plant not too far away. But then when ethanol came along, corn prices got so good, and the yield started going up so high, the premium from the popcorn wasn't, you know, they weren't making as much as they could with field corn, and it was a lot less steps. So uh, there's almost no commercial popcorn grown around me now.
0: So what do you sell it's your popcorn What do you sell your popcorn for? Uh, just pick like a two-pound bag in a grocery store.
1: So, a two-pound bag in a grocery store would retail for like five ninety-five, and it's the equivalent of 13 microwave bags. So, so what, if you figure micro-
0: – Your first year, you started what, selling grocery stores. What did you sell it for?
1: It's, it's been the same price all through. Oh, um, yeah. and I, I just decided – yeah, and I really had no clue how to price it because I didn't know what my yields were going to be. That's, that's what so I was I just curious. If
2: so, you started one yeah. and then –
4: are you know? your own like sales and marketing too? Or have you hired people for that now at this point in yeah, time? Are you no, still I'm, knocking, I'm, you go knocking on grocery stores doors and say, sell my popcorn?
1: Cold call every single store that I've got in. I, I walk in. <laughs> I love this. The first store I got in, I walked in. I still do it. If there's a cashier or someone there, say, hey, I need to talk to your manager. And half the time they freak out and they're like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Why does this guy want to talk to my manager? I'm like, I've got a product. and uh and i get introduced to them i ask for a few minutes of their time or if they're busy if i can come back at a later date and uh, just tell them about my farming operation how i'm a young farmer and uh, i've got popcorn and uh i provide a shelf like a little stand sure. that it gets sold on that way they don't have to take shelf space away from a different you give product them a display yep. correct yep which also helps the popcorn sell because it stands out from everything else uh so I think 14 stores now, or 15, something like that. Uh, you just s- walked into and.
4: You said that you went to college. So what did you go to school for?
1: Uh, went to Mizzou. Just uh, I haven't graduated yet, but I finished up my senior year. I'm gonna have to make a victory lap. Uh, Ag systems management, which is like a glorified farm boy degree. So,
3: so we get a little
1: bit of business and.
3: I got to jump back to the marketing of this. This is, this is what fascinates me as a farmer. Cause I, I, I hear consumers talk all the time about how, you know, you just, you just grow other things. It's as simple as that. If corn and soybeans don't make you money, you just grow other things. But obviously mm-hmm. as a farmer, I got to have somewhere to sell whatever these other things are going to be. So you, you found something that works for you. You got popcorn and you said you're up to 600 yep. acres now. So how many acres, how many acres of that is popcorn roughly?
1: roughly 40 this year will be popcorn. Um, I've got some kettle corn companies that are going through quite a bit, uh, and it yields about 3000 pounds an acre. So that was my next question. Yeah. Yeah. About 3000 pounds an acre is what it yields. So I've I've got a lot of popcorn to sell. And if I don't sell it, it, you know, I can't take it to the local elevator. So there's a lot of pressure there to make sure it all gets moved out the door.
3: Right, so so you so, are individually as one person trying to figure out what to do with three thousand pounds times forty with that popcorn. Yeah. And it, what did yeah. you say? And you Four- lose
1: some uh, forty acres. You lose some through the cleaning process. So out of the field, you're wanting about three thousand pounds, but you'll lose about ten percent of that through the cleaning process.
0: So, oh, yeah. so, yeah, still so only twenty seven hundred
3: <laughs> pounds. I mean, you should be so you, good. You go. it's Pretty you, easy.
0: Pretty easy yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have your own cleaning setup? I did my
1: first year just for a little bit. It took me an hour to clean 150 pounds, and I was staring at a a grain bin full of grain. I thought, I'm going to be doing this till next July. So I work with a company out of Kansas, um, and they clean a lot of sunflower seed and soybean seed. But uh, they clean my popcorn, and then they clean, I think, two other uh, small family farms' popcorn seeds. Uh, in January, you know, once they run all their main crops, they can they, run our
0: popcorn. Do so. they bag it also then?
1: Yeah. Uh, so there they, <clears throat> we, I take it to them in a semi load and they bag it all in 50 pound bags and a robot stacks it on a pallet. So it gets brought back to me on a pallet, you know, 50 pound bag, 50 bags per pallet. And from there I'll wholesale that to kettle corn companies in that same 50 pound bag or break that bag down into the two-pound quantities for retail.
3: Okay. So who, who's, who's cool. shrinking the shrink wrap, the individual ears for you? Are you doing that somehow? Nice.
1: I'm, yeah, very busy. I really need to find a, a, a way to not do everything myself because there's lots of sleepless nights.
4: It's a challenge. We can identify with so that anybody for sure.
0: Anybody listening, the three or four people that will hear this? He pointed to himself. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah, that's how this yeah. Is radio. Yeah. I thought. Of that too. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me Good I've, catch, I've Randy. This, uh, <laughs> but this is this
3: is a breakthrough thing for us because this is our cool. first yeah. not in person, not in studio Oh yeah, we're z- we're zooming
4: done. this meeting. Yeah.
3: So Gavin yeah. gets the luxury of being our guinea pig. So congratulations yeah. to Gavin on that. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Cheers, Gavin. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Oh, there's his water. Cheers, water bottle. <laughs> there's my new bush light the corn cob one it's I don't know if it's a popcorn it could be it could be (laughs) be. Uh, so when it comes to popcorn is there GMO popcorn
1: there is not so it's all non-GMO every single bag of popcorn you will buy in a grocery store is non-GMO and if you're paying more for the I mean there's stuff out there that's got that non-GMO label and they're charging an extra dollar for which there's no alternative that kind of grinds my gears a little bit but, you know not because it's non-gmo just because it's kind of sly marketing in my opinion like so none of my bags self. say non-gmo <laughs> yeah yeah or, yeah Yeah. Well, or
3: just so this. but uh, on the flip side of things i gotta ask so do you put non-gmo on on your product because if you can make an extra buck i mean wh- why wouldn't you
1: it yeah it's mad yeah, me, but so, why wouldn't you <clears throat> i don't personally um just i guess i, I don't I don't want character. to market to my consumer. Yeah, yeah. So I try to, I definitely, my popcorn's not going to be the cheapest stuff at the grocery store, just because I've got a, a lot of money invested in it. Um, but I'm not charging the premium because I sell it as non GMO. I try to tell the whole backstory behind it. So a consumer, if they want to learn where that food's coming from, they can go to YouTube or Facebook, and they can watch that seed get planted. Grow all the way through harvest and then get cleaned and packaged and shipped right to them. They can see that whole process if they're interested in that. So that's where I try to glean my premium from is uh, showcasing the entire growth process. You have a YouTube channel, Gavin? Yeah, it's not anything near as nice as yours, but I, I post on there from time to time.
3: Well, you uh, may as well. I think I well, like... You better shout it out since you mentioned it so we can hopefully send some people to <laughs> check it out. Check out your popcorn. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's, I think it's just Gavin Spore um, and same on Instagram it's just Gavin Spore but I, I post on there from time to time I don't have my editing down good but uh, on YouTube at least on Facebook I post more and that Spore Farms is the Facebook page S-P-O-O-R so. correct, correct yeah, S-P-O-O-R some people misspell it S-P-O-R-E uh, yeah. but yeah, S-P-O-O-R so
3: first generation farmer Um, what, like, why in God's name did you decide to farm when you really didn't have to?
1: (laughs) Cause I'm crazy, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) All my neighbors told me just plan on being poor my whole life. And that sounds fine as long as I've got some tractors to drive. (laughs) So, but no, just growing up from three years old, mom said she can remember me running to the kitchen window or the dining room window. You know, those look out at fields or a gravel road when tractors would fly by. And, uh, I'd get a little bit older, I'd start riding with my neighbors in the buddy seat and grilling them with questions about why they were growing crops this way or, you know, what's the point of having a six row planter instead of a 12 row or, or four row, you know, just silly questions a seven year old would ask. And then as I got older and got my license, I started working for farmers and it developed into a love for the agronomy. And then now with popcorn, the marketing side of it and just producing food for the country and the world, really um, it's, I enjoy it. I don't do it because I want to thank you. I just, I really do it because I love being out in the great outdoors and, and growing stuff, watching it go from a seed to a crop.
3: I think that's most farmers. Yeah. We're not, we're not asking for a thank you, but like you say, it's just like the one thing that I like to point out is most people in whatever they do, whatever their job is, they don't actually get to, you know, see their hard work come to fruition the way that a farmer does every year you know yeah. you plant the seed you take care of it you take care of the soil and then at the end of it you get to harvest it and sell it hopefully it's
1: it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing yeah hopefully get to you know get to sell it and and make a profit from it but i yeah i just was so fascinated with that from a young age as a young kid it was huge tractors diesel smoke and dirt you know what more could a four year old want in his life than that <laughs> uh, but then once once you get older you realize there's a a reason behind why they're doing all these steps and, uh, you know, being able to raise a family on the farm, having a community surrounding you, it's, I don't know, I think it's really neat. I'm glad that I've been successful up until now and get to continue to grow.
2: Yeah.
3: I So I get asked a lot, and I know Randy's been asked a lot as well, people want to know how do you get into farming? And then other people will say, well, there is no way unless you're born into it. There's no way to become a farmer unless you're born into farming. And one of the things I I always am quick to point out is I really don't necessarily believe that. I mean, you're not going to overnight decide to be a a 5,000 acre farmer and start with brand new equipment and and 80 foot wide tillage stuff. And you're not going to go from zero to hero overnight, right? But if you really want to be a farmer, you want to work in the dirt and you want to grow a product or raise a product and sell something to consumers, there's definitely opportunities out there. And so that's- the, that's part of the appeal, part of the reason we wanted to talk to you because you have an interesting story like that that you can say, "Hey, yeah. you figured something out there, and a lot of people don't know, but Randy actually it in some way is i mean kind of a, a first generation farmer at the moment, so I'll let yep. him talk on that
0: <clears throat> yeah, and uh so we so I grew up dairy farm uh two thousand two we uh quit that or that ended, and then uh uh worked for an agronomy center, worked for a grain mill. Grain bin builder, uh, selling grain bins, putting things up, and then for the last fifteen years, something like that, oh, uh, oh, five or oh, six, somewhere in there. I started working for where I work now, Dib does. and then now last Ooh. year, through that, now DJ and I um, have acquired our own land that we farm now. So we're cool. Slowly, but I mean, working our way into it. So we're uh, we're two hundred and twenty acres now. But, uh, yeah. um, working yeah, through them, using their equipment, paying them, paying them the equipment costs and whatever. But, but yeah, I yep. don't know where it'll go, but hopefully one day, you know, one day <clears throat> we'll slowly take more of it over.
3: Yep. But this, oh, that's is, great. you know, you like your dad <clears throat> didn't hand this to you and
0: 60 miles from where I grew up and yeah. actually currently live.
3: And you've been, so you've been busting your ass for, for these other yeah. guys working for them and love what you're doing. But a lot of people watch that and right. don't really know
0: yep. and treated And treated it like it's been my own since the day I started there. Right. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if, if something doesn't get done right, if you, if you spray something wrong, if you don't get it planted right, uh, I look at that like it's my own end of the day, it's not, it didn't cost me any money, but that's how I, but that's how I'm kind of that way with everything, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just all in.
3: And I think obviously they they see that in you right. over the years, you've been out there with them. And, and I think that's why yep. you, you have the opportunities you have now.
0: Right. So that's when people ask too, go find someone to work for this. Uh, you know, a lot of times I'd say an older, somebody older that maybe doesn't have somebody coming up, but in this case, they're not, they're, uh, um, mid forties and mid fifties. Uh, and they're, they're working, you know, me and already at that point. Yeah. But there is, you know, a little to be cautious. I know of people who have worked for that hoping something will come out 25 years later like, oh, sorry, I sold the farm or I rented the farm out. Um, I guess you don't have a job anymore. You yeah. know? So you, you got to find the right person yep. also.
3: Yeah. Or my daughter that lives in Chicago who has been on the farm <clears> twice <throat> since the day she left. Like I'm right. giving it all to her. Yeah. And she's given it to the highest bidder, right? Right. So yeah, yep. you definitely got to be careful of that.
0: But those opportunities yeah. are there. And I would assume you said you started with six acres from the guy mm-hmm. you were helping. I'm assuming that was... Yep. I mean, you worked out something with him to use his equipment and um yeah
1: yeah it was a a a good friend of mine um he when we graduated high school he ended up with a house and 40 acres and it had six or seven acres of tillable on it and uh, uh, no one wanted to mess with a seven acre patch two miles down a gravel road except good old me you know (laughs) that's that's a huge you know that's seven more acres than I've ever had my whole life uh so the guy that I was working for at the time he and I do some custom spraying from for him now, even, uh, he really helped me out. You know, that that meant a lot because seven acres was nothing for his big equipment. But to me, that was everything.
4: So So it really helped
1: kickstart my whole operation.
4: Was popcorn the first thing that you planted then or?
1: Uh, so that field was soybeans the first year I had it. And then last year it was popcorn. The first popcorn crop I ever grew, uh, or the second. And then, uh, this last year was sunflowers. Okay. So,
0: so yeah. you've only grown popcorn That's, two years.
1: Yeah. This will be my third year. The, or, be th- the third year's crop is in the ground. Holy um,
0: cow. And you've ramped it up to seven or, or 40 already.
1: Yeah. From what did you January have last year? 40. Uh, last year I had like 28. Okay.
0: So you're almost doubling. Some,
1: I, I actually, yeah. Last year I had 40 acres. Um, but it was a late spring. Some of the hybrids I'd bought didn't, uh, germinate, didn't perform well. So I only harvested 28. I, popcorn's one of those crops where it's not like corn work can grow, be grown anywhere. I got a variety out of North Dakota and, uh, it did not perform well in Missouri. So a learning less there, North Dakota and Missouri are way different growing conditions.
0: Are you, are you buying this from a, a popcorn company? Is it like, is it, uh, is it guaranteed?
1: Yep. Well, it's not guaranteed, but it, it, so, uh, Weaver, you've heard of Weaver popcorn. I buy some, some hybrid seed through them. And then, uh, Ag Alumni and Schlesman are two other companies. They all, um, breed popcorn hybrids, you, uh, you know, not on a scale, anything like Bayer, but, uh, yeah, right. there's a couple breeders out
2: there.
0: Do you, do you get something then? So you bought popcorn that didn't germinate, didn't, you didn't get anything out of it. You get something back for that?
1: unfortunately not and uh, that was actually from a that was a black popcorn hybrid Uh, so i grow yellow white i there's five different colors i grow it's yellow white yellow white blue red and black are the different colors they've bred it kind of like indian corn to throw different colors
4: so Um, the actual kernels are five different colors correct
1: correct yeah yeah
3: do they i have so many questions do they pop
0: Different, are they different
1: colors no. when they pop? No. When they pop, most of them are white, but they've all got a little bit different of a flavor. Um, white popcorn, for example, pops. It doesn't have the holes that get stuck in your teeth. You know how you get popcorn stuck in your teeth sometimes? White pops and won't get stuck in your teeth, and it's really tender, but it doesn't get as big. So consumers like white popcorn because it's soft and tastes good. But movie theaters and kettle corn companies, they want yellow. Because when it expands, it blows up like 44 times its original size, and it fills that bag up a lot quicker than uh, white popcorn would. And they're going to put coating on it, so it doesn't really matter as much the flavor. Or they're going to put salt and butter at the movie theater, so they just want a big expansion. Uh, and then the blue and red are kind of just fun. You know, that, that's a neat color. You take red and blue and white and put it in, and put it in a bag. It's a red, white, and blue bag of popcorn for like the Fourth of July.
0: I'd uh, assume it has of, like a blueberry
1: flavor <laughs> <laughs>
2: no,
1: <laughs> no it's it's crazy you wouldn't believe it but a uh, blue it almost has a nutty flavor I, I don't know how to describe it other than it's almost nutty imagine eating it it, like it, a handful <laughs> of almonds yeah 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 <laughs> uh, so and a lot of this stuff I've just learned in the past two years doing my own research and And uh, testing different stuff out. So I'm by no means uh, a certified expert, but I can share what I've learned so far.
3: One of the most important things I got from what he just said here—it brought up a really good question. So he's down in Missouri. So I want to know: Is a theater the same thing as a theater? Same thing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He's making fun of your accent.
3: No, but he can make fun of mine back.
4: Uh-oh, did we freeze? Oh, no.
3: Oh, he's oh, really mad. Yeah,
1: you froze for just a second.
4: <laughs> sure. I got you back now.
1: I got you back. It says "It says unstable. But yeah, okay. What were you saying?
2: He, <laughs> <clears throat> I he can't, heard you the first time. He, Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> he heard me.
3: <laughs> is, is a theater the same thing oh. as a theater?
1: I don't know.
2: <laughs> I never
1: thought about it. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah. so like i guess it would be is there a different pronunciation up there where you guys are at
4: yeah there's no there's well, no,
3: there's no theaters here
4: there's no ater. well
2: there's just we theaters. don't theater or
4: theater it's the same
0: so i live in kensington but i say at kensington like i just mm. it's just oh. a Kensington:
1: but somehow you say do, it correctly you every say,
0: time you're yeah. thinking about well, it. Well, because I'm thinking about it now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you yes. Say, if you're gonna, if you're gonna power wash equipment, do you say power wash or power wash?
3: Wash. Wash. Yeah. there's definitely yeah. not so an R. You wash. you wash. write an R when you write it down. If you, if you wash
0: if you, the Davenport. You wash the comment. That's my the, grandma. He said the Davenport. See, okay. I don't. What is the Davenport?
4: Yeah, I don't know either. Um.
0: It's a city in Iowa. We, we should Google it, but I think it's a I think it's a couch. <laughs> My grandma used to always say Warsh and Davenport. We have to look at this up, Gavin. Do they say
3: Warsh around you? Do you say "wash"?
1: See, I got made fun of in high school because I said Warsh and everyone else said "wash." So it must just be a me thing.
3: Oh yeah, it's you. You're Cause... pretty messed up,
0: Gavin. <laughs> <Davenport> couch. <laughs> it is a couch. Why would you wash it? No. I don't.
3: Especially with a pressure washer. What? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Maybe it's you okay on it. everybody thinks that i'm from canada so i <laughs> i have an accent
3: i my, one of my favorite comments ever was somebody said they were listening to off the husk and their wife walked in the room and said if minnesota was a sound it would be becky's voice
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> gavin's mad again <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: i can i can hear you guys for the most part it's cutting a little in and out but there's just yeah. just yeah, yeah, enough delay
3: just enough cuts to make me look at the computer and then i'm like "Uh oh we made him mad <laughs> <laughs>
1: doesn't no, like no, us no, making no. fun of minnesota i'm pretty easy going <laughs> oh, that's
4: good stuff
3: okay so my next question for you then is when you decided you were going to be a farmer mm-hmm. what did your parents think
1: they were they they have been and Always have been big supporters of it. Um, my mom's a nurse, and the next town over. And my dad works at a uh, brick plant. They make you know bricks to build buildings out of um, a big factory. So, but my dad loves mowing the yard. He wakes up, throws his tennis shoes on, and mows the yard probably twice a week. And uh, good for so him. When He's he a good man. Need, yeah, yeah. When he would need new lawnmower blades or something went wrong with the lawnmower, we'd go to the local dealership. And uh, every time we were in there, was, oh, new toy tractor, you know. So from a young age, he really helped cultivate my love for farming. He always supported it. I had model farms, you know, all the different equipment. I knew all the model numbers of every machinery manufacturer. Uh, wake up on Christmas morning and there'd be toy tractors in the stocking. Um, so they've they've been really supportive. Dad will, if I need picked up at a field or moved to a different farm, uh, he's always right there to to help out. So
4: yeah, so you been are big supporters. You are farming pretty close to where you grew up then.
1: Oh uh, God, I wish. No, uh, I guess I still live in my hometown and farm in my hometown, but spread out north to south, it's almost 45 miles. Okay. So there's, there's a lot okay. of driving back and forth. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So as yeah. far as, so you, you farm a couple different things. It sounds like you're making good money with the popcorn right now compared to everything yeah. else. So is your goal, yeah, 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 obviously you'd want to farm more popcorn if you could sell it. So Correct. You, what is your plan? Uh, just to get more grocery stores, I suppose. Right. Or more movie theaters or yep. whatever it would be theaters. Yeah. <laughs>
1: However you want to say it. Yeah. Get into more of those things. <laughs> uh, you yeah. Are a real just keep jacket. on expanding that. Yeah. You can, I, I would, I love, uh, you know, big equipment. I think it'd be nice to have 3,000 acres or, you know, whatever the number may be. The number doesn't really matter as much as being profitable, but I want to have a good lineup of machinery. uh, And to justify having a good lineup of machinery for 100 acres of popcorn, I need to have some row crop ground also. So uh, whatever number that may be is where I'd be happy. But yeah, uh, I really want to focus on the popcorn because I can set my own price and work directly with consumers. I don't have to worry about marketing through the local elevator and am i going to make money this year or not i want to know that uh, you know i want to create that avenue for income
0: i like it is there a do you have a short amount of time to harvest can it can it sit out there on the cob as long as it doesn't blow over
1: um this year i picked the cobs as long as it's in the husk it's pretty protected but you don't want to leave it out there all winter or anything uh moisture is very important so if you're not between twelve and a half and fourteen percent, that's not going to pop. You're gonna, you know, at the bottom of a bag of popcorn, you've got the old maids that aren't that don't pop, the dead kernels. That's because the moisture is too low, or it's too high. Most likely, it's too low. Um, but if it gets too high, it's going to splinter open, but not explode. So it's go time whenever the crop's ready, regardless of what day that is.
0: So you can't uh, just every choose- year is a little bit different. You can't just choose to take a month to pick your popcorn.
1: Correct. Yeah. It, it's pretty time sensitive. And, uh, I, I try to pick it whenever it's ready in the field. Cause you can't send that thing through a continuous flow dryer. You would have a mountain of popcorn.
4: <laughs> so the, the corn, the popcorn that you're selling, just the kernel, can you harvest that with this regular combine? You're not harvesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's Only that's one reason I stuff on the cob that you're harvesting by hand. Correct, correct. Okay. That's one
1: of the reasons I chose popcorn because when I started this, <clears throat> excuse me, I was a full time college student and I didn't have time to sit by a vegetable stand. There's good money in sweet corn and vegetables, but I that didn't fit in my schedule. But with popcorn, I could use similar machinery to what all my neighbors had. And uh, that first year I grew it, I had a custom combine. Um, I could use similar machinery. Uh, growing seasons were the same. The only difference was I could go sell it in a grocery store and grab some more margin with it. So, and it has a longer shelf life. If it needs to sit on the shelf for a year, it can. Where sweet corn spoils within a couple days of being picked.
4: So, how long did you research popcorn, or how did you like? <clears throat> how do you even? You're just laying in bed one night, and you're like, "Popcorn! I'm, I'm gonna grow." Do you popcorn. want my honest
1: answer? Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it for about a week. And I was like, man, I could do this. Corn and soybeans, I cannot make money. I'm going to lose my butt. I said, but I could try popcorn. If I'm going to lose my butt, I'm going to do something neat and see, you know, if I'm going to lose anyways, I might as well do something interesting. So I I totally winged it. Had nothing pre-sold, planted 15 acres that first year and just prayed to God that I could get it all sold. And uh, we actually had a terrible windstorm that came through right as it matured and blew everything flat on the ground. And I thought the crop was a total loss. And that's kind of where I got the idea for picking it on the ear. Because I went out there and I just picked some. And I thought, huh, that's a whole cob of popcorn. I wonder if I throw this in the microwave, if it'll explode. And it exploded. So then
4: I went out and put a bunch of them like that. <laughs> this is hilarious.
0: That's, you should—that's genius. How uh, you'd probably start someone's micro on fire, but you should just throw in a cob of just field corn once in a while to somebody. I think just, the whole plant yeah. by the just roots. To see <laughs> everything.
2: <laughs>
4: Hang on, we got to yell at do our Do you think quick. the?
3: Do you Hang think on. the audience? On, wait, wait, no, we got to play it in. We got the, the audience could hear. Our four-year-old in a penguin costume knocking on her niece's door to let her in.
2: <laughs> let me in.
3: <laughs> I got to show you something. She's got a giant penguin costume head on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of odd, random crap that happens on Off the Husk, Gavin.
1: Oh, it's great. No,
2: it's great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now she's kicking. Oh, she kicked off the penguin feet.
4: Okay, I let you got to go upstairs now. All done. Upstairs now. Not listening. No, she's going
3: to Aurora's room. <laughs> Clearly not listening at all.
4: Uh, so you really just like, in a ditch moment effort, you went and picked a couple cobs. So then after you threw that one in the microwave, did you go out and pick the rest of them off the ground? And-
0: well, I would assume you
2: ate it yeah. first. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, I had to eat it to you make sure it was it, good. Salted yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I picked about 3,000 that year. Uh, and the rest of it, we were able to combine One great thing about popcorn is the stalk is very stringy. You know how uh, field corn is really brittle. If it falls over, you're almost screwed. Popcorn is like almost like rope. As long as you can get your snouts of the combine head underneath of it, you can suck it into the combine. So uh, popcorn, it falls over pretty easy. One good windstorm after it's mature and it's going to lean pretty good. Uh, But as long as you can get your combine snoots underneath of it, you can get it harvested. So, uh, but yeah, I, I picked a couple, realized it would pop on the cob and then went out and picked a whole lot more. So
4: crazy when you're talking about the stringiness of the uh, plant, do you think that there's, I mean, obviously somebody at Bayer knows that, that like, why wouldn't they be genetically modifying the crop to use that kind of, to get that stock? I had a lot of brittle stocks last that. year
3: that broke over and they were a problem. I would have loved some stringy corn.
4: Yeah. So yeah. I mean yeah. somebody up I, there at um Bayer should be on that, I would think.
3: Why not at I at was F expecting F the worst?
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I I was <laughs> I was expecting the absolute worst when we pulled in to combine that. I thought it was just gonna be a mess. We had a corn reel and everything, but I thought it was gonna be a disaster and we started going and it just sucked it right into the combine as long as you could get your snouts under it you were. it was a little dusty you know the kernels we, we had to clean them really good to get all the you know because they were laying almost on the ground but uh yeah as long as you can get them underneath that combine head you can pull them into the combine
3: how do you because it's clean, so stringy how do you clean a hundred thousand pounds of kernels individually uh, hand wash each one
1: no, no, not quite. No, we uh, we send it to that seed cleaner over in uh, Kansas, and they run it through a seed cleaner, and then they run it through a gravity table, which shakes it by gravity. So the cleaner is going to miss, say you've got little pebbles or little rocks or little mud balls that are the same size as the kernel, the cleaner is going to miss that because they're all the same size.
2: Right. So then
1: you run it through a gravity table, which is going to sh- shake those off. And then you run it through a uh, color sorter, which it's falling in front of a, an infrared light and it's catching in like a millionth of, or a hundred thousandth of a second. It it can catch uh, dirty kernels or moldy kernels or any off stuff, off color. And it shoots a puff of air and, you know, and you run, it's a thin sheet of popcorn. You run all a hundred thousand pounds in front of this eye like that and uh, it cleans it. So, it's a food grade cleaning facility. I could never do that good of a job by hand, but they've got the machines to make sure it's ready to go to a grocery store because if you send a two pound bag of popcorn to Idaho or California and it's got one bug in it or you know one moldy kernel, you're screwed out of you know out of that whole hundred thousand pounds, all it would take is one missed you know thing that should not be in that bag, and you could potentially have a lawsuit on your hands
4: sure. So, Right. Lose the whole I, I was just gonna. So, you're, <clears throat> since you're producing, I mean, that's obviously it's it's regulated by what is it the, uh, FDA, FDA, right? You're because you're mm-hmm. selling, food grade, right? Yep.
1: The FFA. Yep. So, so, <laughs> so I talked to uh, my local, my county health department before I ever sold anything. I wanted to make sure I was following all the rules. And popcorn's interesting because it's a food, but it's not really a food yet, because there's another step. That has to take place before it's edible. It has no one's to eat handfuls of Salice kernels. Seed. So, yeah. So I'm not under near as much regulation as say someone that's baking wedding cakes. All right. Or, or rice, you know, that's yeah. wedding cakes.
0: I'm not sure my <laughs> mind would have went to wedding cakes. And could we just acknowledge
3: um, that we have wedding cake and rice that got brought out? So you have one of the most delicious <laughs> things on earth, and then you have rice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are the examples um, we
4: use. Rice is good. You can put <laughs> butter on it or cinnamon and sugar.
3: Yeah, rice uh, is just...
1: Rice is rice. It's just tiny it's good. potatoes. Yeah.
4: Mexican no, rice, beans <laughs> and rice. They're have just you a ever carrier had for it, delicious. A things. burrito with rice in it, it's delicious.
3: <sighs> yeah, but good, you know yeah. what else makes that burrito delicious?
4: Beans and cheese?
3: Beans, cheese, a tortilla,
4: sour cream? Yes. It's, it's everything else that really goes mix, on. like yeah. it's just there. A
0: toilet within walking distance?
4: Yeah, no, but it delicious. adds the texture to it. It's all part of the <laughs> the recipe's not complete. It's not a burrito if it doesn't have rice in it. I don't know that i think of
0: rice for it. Like, mm, we need some texture. We should add some rice. <laughs> Let's add some rice to it.
4: Oh, come yes. on now. Rice
0: is good, some, but it's, mushy. you know. Your I, I don't mom. Okay, <laughs>
4: Sue has to make some sort of hot dish with rice in it, Randy. Come on.
0: She doesn't really.
4: No chicken and broccoli with cream and mushroom soup. Come
0: on now. I don't know that there was ever. There, we, we had rice. Uh, Would it be minute rice? Yeah. Rice, I think. Yeah. You'd put it in a bowl. Yeah. And then you put milk and cinnamon sugar on it. Yeah. This was the whole milk We've time in your life. This was this was back whole milk time. Yep. <laughs> Way back. Then. So, and it was like, ah, oh, you're giving us rice in a bowl of cinnamon and sugar. Like, ah, uh, must been busy busy night. Can we just yeah. have cinnamon you're sugar? What's <laughs> the rice for? <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: man.
1: So, yeah, talking to the state, there is some regulation um, one of the things they really really stressed was making sure that there's the amount of product in a bag that you state there is so all of my bags have twenty eight ounces because a mason jar will hold twenty eight ounces i I scoop a mason jar and that's what fills my i call it a two pound bag it's actually twenty eight ounces um, they said if if you If we go into a grocery store and open one of those bags, and it's 27 and a half, you are really screwed because technically you're selling 27 and a half ounces, but you're marketing it as 28. So make sure there's always that much in there. So anyone that buys my popcorn, it's going to say 28, but you're probably getting 30. Cause I make sure there's a little extra in there. Well, right. Cause I have well, you can checked. lose
4: moisture in the popcorn as it sits on the shelf too. Yeah, right? And yeah. then, okay. Can't yeah. Well,
1: once it's in the bag, so probably way. not. Uh, oh, sure. If it's a sealed, sealed bag, bag then it would
4: stay. Yeah, yep. That makes sense.
1: And that was, that was one of the things I learned whenever I walked into grocery stores. Um, I was used to taking grain to the elevator and dropping it off and selling it. But going into a grocery store, I said, what do I need to have? And they said, you need barcodes. You need a uh, tamper-proof packaging, um, and you need, like, where it was packaged at. You need all that information. So then I had to go back home and hop online and learn about how to get barcodes, um, where to get my nutrition facts at, uh, you know, food safety labels, all of that food safe packaging, um, heat seal labels. Uh, It was, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot more steps than just corner soybeans.
4: How far are you from the point of where you would hire somebody to like help with your sales or?
1: Oh, I needed it like t- a year ago, but <laughs> I just haven't.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, what I'd like to do in the next year is, is build like some kind of small building, like a 40 by 60 or something and, uh, make a better packaging line and maybe hire someone on for sales or, or delivery. And and try to start expanding that. I've been hesitant to do that just because I've been at college, and that's right. a lot to have going on. You know, throwing a boy on top of that. Yeah, yeah. But so now that I know that
4: you're graduating, or are you like this month? Corona.
1: Well, Corona screwed everything up because I had a. God, they threw us all corona. online. Yep. yep. <laughs> Covid. They when they put us online, um, and then I had a class that got canceled. So they sent my tuition money back, but it left me short of having enough credit hours.
4: Oh, so, so you I'll, have to go no, back yeah, for yeah. one class?
1: Well, that and when they put us online, I was at home on the farm and I let a class slip because it's oh. way easier to go out and drive a tractor than it is. So to you got go go to go class. back for and two
4: classes. So,
1: so, you know, if you've yeah, never applied yeah. yourself,
4: <laughs>
2: Yeah, you have uh, so much potential.
1: A, <laughs> <laughs> so I, we we had a tough spring, still have a tough spring. All my crops not planted yet, but I put my emphasis on getting my crop planted instead of going to that class, which that's my own mistake. So yeah, I'm a couple hours short of graduating. Um, so I'm taking a victory lap.
4: So question though. So is it worth, honestly, for two classes, uh, do you have another job besides just farming or are you full-time farming? Now it's full-time farming.
1: Um, I do the little bit of custom spraying and then I can, there's a bunch of local farmers I can work with to fill the gaps in if I'm coming up short and need some, you know, money to pay for food or fuel. So, but yeah, it's it's all. all, So does it actually,
4: like if you're your own business owner and you're not going to work for, for the man, does it pay to go back for those two classes?
1: I've struggled with that a lot. The only reason I will probably go back is if everyone hounds me so hard that I end up going to do it. Um, now at this point, it's, it's almost gotten in the way because everything's taking off so quickly with my personal business, it would almost be a hindrance to go back and get those classes, but that's what I,
2: yeah. Yeah. But I'll probably
1: year. do one a semester online and just space it out over a right. year or two. Yeah. yeah. So.
2: Cuz
0: you're you're close enough that the just having the degree for your own personal
4: Right. To sell popcorn you don't need a yeah. degree. Yeah.
0: You're close yeah. enough to just get that would maybe be worth to spend the money and the time. Right. But
4: then again, like even if you say you didn't finish it and you needed the fallback, I would think you could always go back and get those two classes just to get your yeah. degree or whatever. Well, yeah. I, I've kind of thought about it in
1: my mind, you know, what if 30 years down the road, um, you know, they, they, they write a story about me like Bill Gates, you know, college dropout becomes popcorn millionaire. Uh, That's a way better headline. I like it. That's a way cooler headline than.
4: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. We'll see.
3: One of the things I always keep in the back of my mind is if you if if times get tough, I can always dance on the weekends.
0: Well, you can go back to your roots. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Better,
4: better, better you than me. Yeah. Sounds good.
3: I had to look at Randy to make sure somebody got that. (laughs) Oh man.
4: Uh, Gavin, are you a member of FBN?
1: I am not a member yet, but I did, I went to Omaha. I won, uh, the free ticket to go and I had a great time there. You did. Uh, I met a lot of people. I, you were one of the free ticket winners. Yeah. So you know. how
4: do you win a free ticket or how did you win a free ticket? Ask
1: Gavin. It was on, tw- it was on Twitter. Um, I'll be honest. I can't remember what I had to do to win it, but. I did something on Twitter and then they DM'd me and told me I could go for free. So I went with a couple college buddies nice. and uh, I, I, that's, yeah, I met Jay Hill. I, all of you guys got popcorn. Jay, um, Jay's a beaver, Beeves,
2: <laughs> beaves,
1: uh, Welker leg arms. Yeah. That was really fun meeting all you guys there. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a good trip, but I'm not a member yet. No.
3: Well, I mean, so you should, you should be, I should. I should, shouldn't <laughs> Do you I? need to talk we'll to make tax tax that all the
4: reasons why you should be?
3: Are you, um, if if they, I think things are still a little bit sketchy at this point because of the whole COVID oh. situation. You got to drink okay. when we say COVID. symbolic made up the rule. Well, Randy's going to get another beer. Gavin's grabbing a water. Give me one. <laughs> yeah, get one for Gavin, Randy. Okay, so if they have another uh F2F down in Omaha. Are you going to head over there? And how far is it for you? Oh,
1: uh, I, I, I like driving. It was a fun road trip. I'd never been to Nebraska before. I think it was right about three hours. If I remember right. Just a little three, over three hours, but
0: three hours. Something of like that.
1: I, I'm going to look it up right now. Cause it's going to bother me if I don't know for sure.
3: That's, that's, that's half seen, of what we had pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty close. Uh, so um Uh, i take that
1: back it was uh it was five hours
3: it was five hours so what is it for us about yeah five hours six five six yeah five and a half six yeah somewhere in there not a bad drive though easy drive for us yeah well worth going to the event did you go to all three days
1: no i just made it to the last day actually it was Uh. it was we were wrapping up because i had i had college classes um so i i can't remember what day it was i got in how how was that it was uh like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Wednesday, Thursday,
0: Friday, Wednesday, Wednesday,
1: Thursday, Friday. And I got there Friday Okay, late Thursday night and Friday.
0: All right. I had
1: class Wednesday.
0: Yep. Yep. I was was pretty slow by Friday.
3: (laughs) So is FBN, do you know any, any people around you that are members? Like, do, do you know if they have any hubs around you?
1: Yeah, there's two hubs. Um, I know the guy that's running one of them. He's, he's close to my age, his family, They've got a trucking business and they've got the FBN hub, uh, over at Centralia, Missouri. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah.
3: those hubs are a nice deal. Uh, this last week we had, um, we needed some more, uh, warrant chemical. We needed 200 gallons of it. So we were able to go to our local hub, which is 35 miles west of us and grab that. So that's been kind of a game changer for them just to be able to have those hubs. You don't have to worry about shipping. Yep. But, uh, so was Sonny Perdue there on the last day? Did you get to see Sonny Perdue? Was that the morning he was there?
1: Uh, well, I guess the day I was there, I got in late at night and woke up and that was the day that Jay Hill gave his speech and the, I think it was the morning time. Um, so that might've been Thursday then it was Thursday or Friday. I know I missed Wednesday.
3: How was Jay as a speaker? I heard it was terrible.
1: <laughs> no, it was pretty good i i i couldn't have got up and did it you know he, being in front of a crowd that large he seemed like he was pretty laid back and handled it well he i i, I enjoyed it got some value oh, yeah. out of it
3: jay's a good dude um so we 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 talked a little bit about covid here it came up so i got a question regarding popcorn are we talking too much about popcorn i'm just i'm fascinated no, because i don't know about anything it. about it did yeah. the covid yeah, situation no, um, affect what you do with popcorn at all or the popcorn markets in general or your ability to plant it? I mean, did COVID bring up difficulties for popcorn farmers?
1: Yes. So I actually had to wait an extra week for seed because shipping it, um, the logistics of getting it shipped to me was messed up um, at the warehouses because of it. But as far as selling it, it was great and it was bad. So kettle corn companies like to get out and start popping and there's you know, on roadsides or at gas stations or fairs and whatnot, they weren't buying much here until just recently. We're starting to get opened up and everyone's getting going again. So my and movie theaters, they were closed. So they weren't selling anything.
3: Is that like a theater?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like a theater. (laughs) (laughs) But grocery stores, the popcorn sales at grocery stores were Flipping crazy because they were, were eating popcorn at home. At home? Every, everyone was stuck at home watching Netflix
4: and it's eating funny.
1: popcorn. So the grocery stores, I, I would no sooner get a grocery store restocked in a week later. They would call and say, "Hey, we need more." This is, and there was a few items that they had mentioned were selling like crazy, but popcorn was one of them, and you could not keep it on the shelf. So grocery stores went like this, and wholesale went like you know went the other way, sure. went down. Um, but now that everything's starting to open back up, some county fairs are, are getting canceled. Um, so I won't sell as much kettle corn kernels to those guys, but, uh, they're starting to, um, buy some again. they so. canceled our state fair.
4: Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, South Minnesota Minnesota mm,
0: Dakota oh just goodness. announced they're still having their state fair. I'm, I'm getting a little closer to just stepping over the border and moving yeah. to South Dakota.
3: If anybody out there is interested in adopting a 35 year old farmer. I mean, I come with a lot of baggage, but I'd gladly move to South Dakota. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Zach, you don't look a day over 34. You look good.
3: Thank you, Gavin. <laughs> Thank you.
1: God. I told you. I think old- I should drink to that.
0: I missed earlier. How old did you say you were? 22. 22. I was going to guess 22.
1: 22, 23. You are young. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be 23 in November.
0: So is what you need oh. to do is kids. As you need- kids kids get cranking some kids out and there's your labor oh yeah, yeah but
1: then there there goes all my money i could buy tractors with
4: yeah that doesn't oh definitely really, it's a, it's a yeah. give and take plus
2: yeah.
3: he's he's lying i have children <laughs> and all they are is more labor for myself
2: yeah you want
3: something done right you're gonna have to pick that popcorn yourself
1: yeah yeah i will say being at the age i'm at has definitely been um good for starting a farm because i i don't have to worry about um, having a wife or kids. I, I'm on my parents insurance until I'm 26. So there's a lot of things right there. Um, You're living live the life. pretty cheap. It,
2: it doesn't yeah. take
1: much to keep me going. So I can invest every minute of every day and every penny I make back into my farm. If I wanted to start farming and I was leaving a, a secure job in my thirties or forties, it would be a lot tougher to make happen. So, right. Cause um, I would
0: assume you could live pretty cheap if you had to.
1: Yeah, just a couple steaks a week and a 12-pack of beer, and that's basically my food right. bill. Well,
2: stripper money. <laughs> Hell, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. They're no. dancers, Randy.
3: <laughs> oh, sorry. Entertainers. <laughs>
2: Good Lord. Do did,
1: did they become uh, tax-deductible if they're considered entertainment? I don't know how that works. Uh, you probably would That'd, have to You'd
3: like
4: have to bring a business partner
3: with. Yeah, a business partner.
0: I would say cash. just- Just just answers cash. cash. Yeah, but you can't write off a cash cash. payment. Well, right, but you also don't have to pay taxes on a cash payment.
3: You already paid taxes on it to get that cash. Trust me, Randy, you want to write that check. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Listen to him, Randy. He sounds
2: like he's talking
3: from experience. Just start a tab. (laughs) Will you find you know what you could do? I've heard of people
0: who have maybe done things like this. So I was I was talking on their side.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, on, for yourself though. Yeah. Oh, not as a consumer. Correct. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> See, I guess I've never, yeah, I, I struggled there to flip that around. Right. I've always been on the consumer side.
2: <laughs> well, except for your college days. <laughs> well, yeah.
3: I mean, thing times get desperate, you know, you do what you got to do. <laughs> like Gavin, you get, I mean, you think outside the box. <laughs> 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 Uh, we go off the rails sometimes. Sorry about that, Gavin. Never.
1: No, that's fine. That's fine. I I enjoy it.
0: <laughs> so growing up, uh a wannabe farmer, I guess I'd call. Growing up. Yep. Uh, you said you were working for neighbor farmers. At what age were you? Were you getting into that? And was it ever like a full time thing? I suppose you're still you're still high school.
1: Yeah, um, so I played, uh, I guess, my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I was playing baseball, softball, and football, Uh, but the second I got my license and turned 16 and I could drive to work, I dropped all sports completely, put on like 20 pounds because I wasn't working out anymore, and uh, started working for local guys, Uh, especially through the summer, I could get good hours. 2015 was a soaking wet year. And there was one week, I think I had 90 hours in just running a tractor because we tried to get all the beans planted in one week. So uh, that's another thing my parents taught me was work ethic, not necessarily on a farm, but just in general, work hard for what you want and you can achieve it. Um, And yeah, so at 16, 17 years old, I was putting in 40 plus hours a week and on top of high school full time, loading hogs in the middle of the night for local hog farmers, just anything to make some money and and put that towards well at that time it was you know truck parts because i wasn't you know at at 17 you're not thinking about saving money you're going to spend it but just making as much money as i could and you can't um, get strip clubs so yeah, no, I guess well. <laughs> I guess yeah, you can't get in at that age. Uh. Not unless you know a guy. <laughs> You'll let anyone work for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so but yeah, working I was work all throughout high school. Um and then when I went to college I was working for two guys. I would work for a guy at home on the weekend, but during school week, Monday through Friday, when I was in Columbia an hour away, there was a guy I would work for in the afternoons. So I was doing full-time school and also getting in 40 to 60 hours a week. I would set the auto steer on a tractor doing spring tillage and open a book and study until I got to the end of a row, turn around and set the disc back down and then start studying again if I had a test coming up. So lots of running and, and uh, just chasing that dream.
3: Are you an outlier, like in your class, in your area? Is it, I mean, are you the weird guy that wants to be a farmer? Oh, I thought or, you were calling is, him a liar. I would never call him oh, a liar. God. Yeah, this whole show has been a
2: complete <laughs> lie. I, I got you up. good. I got you good.
1: Um, I, I can only think of maybe two or three other guys. And that are, I can think of five or six guys that are my age that are going to farm or take over a family farm. But as far as being first generation in my hometown, there's not one. Um, most of the first generation guys that I network with are through Instagram. So there's a, there's a handful of guys that have started from scratch on there and I network with them. Um, but in my hometown, yeah, there's not many like me. It could be a, it could be a bad thing that I want to farm. Who knows what, you know, the ag economy is going to do it. It might be terrible. Uh, but it's the only thing I've ever wanted to do. So I'm chasing it.
4: Well, it sounds like you're doing all right. I think.
3: Yeah. And as someone who's still fairly young, but i I mean, my dad talks about it a lot and I've seen the cycles. And when you're a farmer, you're just, you're into it and you see the things, you'll never know what egg is going to do. It's going to go up, it's going to go down and it's going to go sideways. It just is, it it is what it is, right? When you're in that industry, it's one of the things you, you got to learn to deal with. But I really, I really think it's awesome what you've done as far as thinking outside the box and and coming up with a product and Hey, you showed up at F2F and you handed me a, a, like a vacuum sealed. Popcorn on the yep. cob, like that's just that's that's <laughs> yep. that's awesome. Like that stood out to me. Right. Like god dang, and it, and it had a little. Was it? A, I don't know if it was a business card or if the package had information on it. Yeah, there's like, there's
1: a label in there with it that yeah. has the the farm name and everything. Yeah.
3: So I'm like, man, when we make this, I gotta I gotta shout this guy out on my Instagram because oh, this yeah. is just. We did. I thought that was so cool. I respected that the work you were putting into. The individually wrapped popcorn, and just like here, you take one, you take one, you take one, right? I yeah. Mean, l- strange stuff like that pays off. I just thought that was so cool.
1: That that makes me feel good to hear someone <laughs> like you say that. That's neat. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But I remember the day thinking after we did that.
2: I, ahead, I remember thinking, thinking like,
0: man, if you'd have just been one day earlier, we could have had that four o'clock this morning when we were getting back to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It would
1: have tasted pretty good, wouldn't it? It would have, it's like, oh, man. The, the day after that, I probably had, I'm not even kidding, probably 200 people come follow me, and, and half of them messaged me, and I probably got another five orders that I had to package up that day, just because you tried it and, and showcased it. Put it was, on the
4: Instagram story?
1: Just because you put it on an Instagram story. That was so neat. That was, it was really cool to see the, you know, the power that social media has, as far as networking and meeting new people and getting new ideas it is it continues to blow my mind
4: it's crazy no doubt about it
3: that's for sure i think i I don't i've said it before i'll say it again i really think the internet is here to stay
1: (laughs) (laughs) i would hope because half of my business is directly through the internet so i need that
4: source of income (laughs)
1: that's
3: right
4: uh, don't we all
3: not paying get Like you're not paying a big marketer. You're not buying ads and stuff. I mean, you're selling yourself on the internet. Yep. Here's the product you I have. Try- here's the person you are. It's cool.
1: Yep. I tried Facebook ads, but I got more money by throwing in a free koozie cup with every order. That's I, I spent probably 50 bucks on Facebook ads and never got any sales from it, but I bought a hundred dollars worth of koozie cups. And I would say, if you order popcorn, I'm throwing a free koozie cup in with my logo on it. And I got 10 orders the next day just because people wanted a free koozie cup. So, yeah, that's way better than Facebook ads.
0: Just buy koozie cups with your name on them. Are you still doing the koozie cup thing?
1: Yeah, yep. Um, I've actually – I put them on my website now. They're uh, a product you can buy. But there at the beginning, I just – I have made a whole bunch of them for sale. So,
0: well, I was, I was going to uh, order or popcorn free, if you are so. still getting away free but if
1: if you order popcorn you will get a koozie cup i'll send you two of them (laughs) no
3: no yardy he's out he's out
4: uh
3: gavin you have any words of advice for somebody that's aspiring to be a first-time farmer
1: get creative with it um words i live by there's a quote it's called dreams only work if you do um if you want to farm there's no one that's going to hand you anything you're going to have to work for it it's going to take a lot of long nights and a lot of stress nothing nothing worth having really comes easy and if it comes easy you're not going to appreciate it so be willing to put in the work because it's going to take a lot of hard work but if you want to achieve it uh, people see that you're working hard towards the goal they'll help you along Um, everyone's been really supportive in my community Uh, my parents have been really supportive you just You got to find what you want to do and work really hard at it. So that's the biggest thing is, and be smart. You know, you got to learn the tax laws. You got to learn how to run your numbers. You got to learn everything behind the scenes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not just planting a seed.
3: (laughs) No. Yeah. Now hold on. We had somebody really smart recently. I guess he said it a while ago, but it got brought up recently that you just plant the seed in the corn growers. Corn, corn grows. Corn, I remember that. Corn, corn grows, and then you can sell it to a theater. Let's not make this about me, okay? Gavin said, "Theater."
1: <laughs> I remember hearing that, and uh, that's that was. I didn't agree with it. I, you know, there's a lot more that goes into being a farmer than just sticking the seed in the ground.
0: There's yeah, a lot that sure. you don't
1: realize goes into it.
0: So, uh, what hasn't worked? Do you, do you have some fails? I would, I would assume you've had some fails. Oh, like, man, that was a dumbass yeah. for that
1: um, two things that haven't worked were, uh, sunflowers. They were beautiful and they grew great, but selling them was really hard because there's not a lot of people in the bird seed market right now. Um, and the other thing is haggie sprayers. I've had terrible luck with (laughs) haggie sprayers. (laughs) So sunflower seeds and haggie sprayers. (laughs) I don't like either one of those. (laughs) That
3: that might be the title of the podcast. Uh, yeah so, so i think ones. Hagee sprayers are really really cool i've never operated one but i want oh them. they're
1: awesome <laughs> well, uh, yeah. so uh. they're they're great what the new ones are great the one it was not Hagee's fault it just had some age to it and uh we had a bunch of electrical issues and it was i did not have a good experience with that one so not all haggie suck, but the service on the old ones does let's uh, We'll
3: we'll change it to that. <laughs> well, I, I've I've mentioned before to Dad like we should look at like we should look at least when we're looking to upgrade we should look at a Hagie sprayer, and yeah, he's just got horror stories of how much he hates Hagie sprayers because his dad had one in the seventies mm-hmm. and like you needed two of them just to have one of them going all the time. He absolutely oh, no. hated that thing. So I think he's just he's just See, completely
1: out.
0: The Hagie now that's the one that Deer owns. Correct? Deer owns them yes. now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's actually Hagee sprayers are the first product that John Deere is uh, bought or in, invested in, and they haven't changed the name or the color scheme. And like all their acquisitions, that's the first product they've ever bought that they haven't changed. It still says Hagee, on it, and it's still I was, you know, yellow. I always wondered.
0: I always wondered for how long. I assumed when they had bought that, you know, and they said they were going to keep it all the same. That within a year or two. Pretty soon it'd start resembling a deer, a deer would start resembling a hagi, and then, but. Yeah. How long so, has it been, though? Three? But, yeah, it hasn't been We're not been very real. far
1: in. I'd be really interested in, in trying a new one out, but I had such a terrible issue with that first one we had that I'm kind of spooked of them. You know, I, I'd hate to dig another hole with another one, but with the, you know, opening up, being able to run through standing tasseled corn, um, it's kind of a really unique machine. What side dressing nitrogen late in the season it's it's a great tool we just had a lot of issues with our first one so
3: yep.
0: so last year uh we talked a little bit how you threw together some makeshift sprinklers and kept the crop growing are <laughs> yeah. you better equipped for if you get dry this year or did you know, that it work so awesome so the same? I, it,
1: it, <laughs> it worked really good that's one of the few things i've built in my life that worked the first time i built it Uh, I didn't have to have a second or third version I just got the reducer and that pump gave me plenty of pressure and I'd water all day Um, when it got soaking wet I'd pick the stakes up and pound them in another spot in the field and turn the pump back on and water that and go back and forth and I did that for probably a week I had a whole my Instagram story for a week straight was just irrigation I had a whole string of stories about it so that was really fun. I had people DMing me asking me how to build them or that I was like some crazy evil scientist watering a popcorn crop. It was, I had a lot of fun with I, it. I remember. throwing
4: corn cobs in the microwave too. Like you might be yeah. crazy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs>